Breakfast official podcast with McGee's. Baking over two million rolls every week. Welcome to another Best of Bowie Breakfast podcast. Cassie, it's been a big week, has it not? Oh, it has. It's been a good week. Sarah Milliken dropped by, you know, the Geordie Comedian. Yes. Uh, we're discussing cases of mistaken identity because a lot of people had them. Teenager top tips. So many parents have been in touch saying that top tip you gave uh, to make my teenager behave worked a treat. If you missed it, stay tuned because it's coming up on the podcast. And we'll get to make your dad mad very, very shortly. But right now, because the Bowie at Breakfast podcast is brought to you with McGee's, every week we like to get somebody on to say thank you, McGee's. And I'm thinking, with the 1st of December coming up on Monday, it would be nice if we could get a Santa on. Santa. This is what I'm thinking, right? So I've got a number here for Great Grottles. Now, I don't know exactly what Great Grottles are, but I'm guessing it's got something to do with Santa. Hopefully he picks up. Yeah, if this Dafty doesn't answer, there's going to be trouble. Hello, is that Great Grottles? Yes, it is. Hello. Hello there. How are you doing? Very uh, well, and yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Are you excited about Christmas, Pet? Oh, absolutely, always. It's going to be awesome, isn't it? All right. It is indeed. Um, are you looking for any Santas at the moment? Oh, we're always looking for a jolly Santa. This is going to be great. I'm going to be a Santa. <laughs> okay, Um. so can I just take your name? Yes, it's George Bowie. Okay, George, and do you drive? Um, yes, I do, yes. Okay, um, so I've got um, one one particular grotto that is close to you at the Silverburn. Oh, Silverburn Pollock. Do you know uh, what that is? Yeah, I wouldn't have worked there. You wouldn't? No. Any particular reason? Yeah, just uh, personal reasons. Fine. They had an incident um, there with the Easter Bunny. Um, the Livingston Centre, which is a little bit further away. Yeah, it's a wee bit away, yeah. Is, is that something that you might be able to get to? If yeah, I could definitely do it. Okay, so what time do I start? <laughs> um, I have to go, go through a bit of an interview process with you first Oh, this could be good, alright Turn it up, right, we're going to be interviewed, go on <laughs> Bear with me one moment, bear with me Could you do one thing before I go any further? Could you just say thank you, McGee's? Okay, thank, thank you, McGee's. McGee's There you go, they all said it together Thanks for that, that's basically all I need uh, Merry <laughs> Christmas when it comes around Here's Make Your Dad Mad Hi, I was in the house there looking at the bikes And the police have came and uplifted everything Says all the stuff in the back stolen I've lifted that. The bikes, the quads, and the, the scooter as well. They've taken everything. Aye, and I'm in the police station, I know. Right, now see if I can get away in and go and deal with it. Are you want to talk to them, the police? I want to talk to you now. Aye, put them on. Well, sorry, you're the father of the accused. The father of the accused? Why is he accused? I think you know, sir. If you're his I father. I know. If you're his father, Where I think you know. I'm not at liberty to discuss that, sir. I'm just asking well, a yeah, simple you've got question. you my property. I have not got your property, sir. I have stolen property. You have my property. What have, property do you have I exactly? Have motorcycles. Uh-huh, which are done to me, yes, and I have them. No, they are not licensed to you, sir. These are stolen motorcycles. I have a young hooligan here who is um, hiding the bicycles. You call my son a hooligan. Sorry? You call my son a hooligan. Is this boy your son? I've asked you three times if he was and you haven't answered the question. Now you're saying I'm Scott calling your you're son. you're calling my son a hooligan? Yes. How dare you? Sorry? What station are you in? I says, how dare you? What station are you in? I don't like your tone, sir. I don't like your tone either. What station Listen, are you in? Listen, this boy has one phone call. I suggest you use it wisely, sir. I'm using it wisely. I want to know exactly where you are just now. I'm not at liberty to tell you, sir, because you at this particular moment are under arrest. But if you continue in this vein, you will be, sir. Do you know anything you about this? You don't understand this. These bikes were taking me legitimately bought by us. Do I don't understand? believe they were, sir. These and bikes have been. in my system as well. I want them put back to my system right now, back to my garden. These bikes have me? been possessed, sir, and they will now be handed over to the Procurator Fiscal along with a report, I which you might feature in if you garden. don't lower your tone, sir. No, I want them put back where they belong. I'm finding your demeanour quite threatening, sir. 
We know exactly where they have been bought with, and we can tell you where they've been bought with. I where want have they been back. bought, sir? Where, where did you buy it? My son will tell you where they bought it. We bought one off eBay as well. Oh, eBay, My that son old bought chestnut. It's on his name. Oh, well, it's all been a big mistake. Sir, I'll put the accused back on, and then you can discuss it with him. I suggest gotcha. you use Where's, this phone call name? wisely, sir. What's your name? Yeah. Hi. If you don't show them all the seats, then they're going to put you on Clyde One. Where's Clyde One? George! <laughs> Who is George, you're live on Clyde One on Make Your Dad Mad on Bowie at Breakfast. Oh, you're and joking. And Scott's just won himself £100 cash. You are a muppet. Thank you very much for having me. It's nice to meet you. Thanks for coming on the show. Now, call me cynical, Sarah, but it's Christmas. You're in the studio. Is there any possibility that you might have a new DVD out? My new DVD is out. It's called uh, Homebird, and it's available from all places where you can buy DVDs. And I think you can you download it and stuff as well for the people who are cleverer than I am. And uh, my its style is my style is kind of uh, it's quite personal stuff, and uh, and it's it can be quite rude and quite sweary. So not for the faint-hearted, I think. Now, we all saw you when you were here in uh, March. You were here for the Comedy Festival. Are you going to come back for, for next year's Comedy Festival? Because you need to be part of that. I'm not sure if I'll be there for the Comedy Festival, but I'll definitely be there on tour. You can't not do Glasgow. Glasgow's an amazing audience. We did the SECC last time and we had an absolute blast. I always wondered how it works out when you're on tour. Like, if you go to a different area, do you need to change your routine? Is there certain things you'll do in London that you won't do in Glasgow? Right? I need to completely rewrite this bit? Generally not, no. I uh, I write a show uh, that is... Because I don't really do any stuff about where I am, so I just write a show and then I perform it uh, across the board. But I do have bits where I talk to the audience and those bits always depend on, on where I am and, and how sort of uh, chopsy and how sort of gobby the audience can be. So, as you can imagine, in Glasgow, we have a lot of fun. See, I can totally relate to that, Sarah, because that's what this show's like. So a double header with me in the audience everyone phones in and just tells them what's happening in their life and it's great but I would imagine when you're on stage as you say sometimes you get gobby people <laughs> uh, gobby people in the audience are always they can be fun they can be really fun it depends because if it's somebody just shouting stuff out uh, then that's harder you know you have to deal with that individually but the trick is I, I don't sort of pick on people I like to open a door so basically if I ask a question and somebody shouts out then I can play with them and have a bit of fun with them it's never rude it's always cheeky uh, because they're still you, know, you still got to respect people and they're still your audience and they're still there because they like you and they want to have fun but if they have shouted out then I'm allowed to talk back to them that's the rule but if you want to if you want to come and sit and you don't want to be talked to then you have to keep your gob shut a word of warning to everyone going along a Sarah Millican show right keep your gob shut uh, presumably you're going to get time off for, for Christmas and no doubt hook up with the family are you like me do you have a dysfunctional family because I'd be guessing it'd be very disappointing if you're a comedian and you don't have our family's not really that dysfunctional um we, uh, you know, we, we're quite well behaved. None of us are big drinkers, which I think helps because I think generally the dysfunction happens when uh, people have had a few too many drinks and all of a sudden everything gets really honest. Uh, so that's been my uh, my experience in the past. But um, but yeah, my family are really funny. My sister always says, oh, we're all funny in our family. It's only Sarah gets paid for it. Uh, so everybody's really funny. So if anything, I can take a little bit of a step back and let them take over and I can just be the one laughing in the corner. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's really nice to meet you. Thanks, George. Take care and don't forget to buy me DVD. I will definitely buy your DVD as long as you buy my new album, GBX Volume 6. I want to talk to you about troublesome children because I've got three kids. Two of them are great. Is that wrong? Yeah, well, I just feel that you're picking on Lorna a little I don't bit. Pick it. Well, I didn't say which one it was. Well, you, you, Could have been any one of them. No, you, you did. You just put it out there now. You did before seven. I said seven. you off air. No, you didn't. You said it on air. I said, let's just call her Lauren, yes. for instance. Uh-huh. All right. See, I'm really close to her because she's me in a dress. <laughs> and that's the problem, right? 
Uh, don't say that. She'll actually be offended. She's troublesome. Yeah. <laughs> she was double denim or not. No, she doesn't. Uh, <laughs> right. She's troublesome. And I don't know how to deal with it. And somebody gave me the best, best plan of all time. Parents everywhere, write this down. Her room, Lauren's room, is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, rats wouldn't live in there. They're right. like, I'm not staying in there, man. I'm going back to the sewer, but it's a bit tidier, right? That's how bad it is. There's plates, and and her mum refuses to tidy it up. And I've gone up and started a couple of times. Say, what? Wait, wait, wait. Nope, nope, nope. Come on, out. You, you've got to leave it for Lauren to do because she's got to learn to tidy her own room. You can't be running after her, which I kind of get as well, right? But I try to talk around and say, I'll do that later. And it's like, it's a constant argument. Somebody told me, change the Wi-Fi password every Friday and say to her, we have a new Wi-Fi password. If you would like the Wi-Fi password, tidy your room. And then once I'm happy with it, I will give you the new information. It has changed my life. Because right? they live on their phones as well and their iPads. And- Abs- I'm thinking, that room is spotless. You could eat your dinner off it. I'm thinking about getting a white glove and just going like that, rubbing my hand along it and going, oh, look at that. Cleanliness. It's incredible. It's That's what you do, right? Parents everywhere. You change the Wi-Fi password. I see all the teenagers going, shut up, baby, shut up. Mum, can we put a CD on? Right? You change the Wi-Fi password on a Friday, and if they tidy up the room or do the chores or whatever, they get the Wi-Fi password. Jobs are good in. And we're looking for your tips. How to get your, your wings to tidy the room, basically. Because it's, it's, it's got a little bit of, a, bit out of control in the Bowie household. So we need your help. 01419511025. Uh, Karen spotted some problems in Renfrew. I think it's been a four-car bump. Hello. There has been a four-car bump on the on-ramp at Arkelson going towards... Uh, the city. At Renfrew? Yes. I'll let everyone know. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Suzanne's here. Josh, take a picture of your room and put it on Facebook and embarrass them to clean it. See, you didn't have Facebook when uh, Cassie was away neither. Couldn't go over that. But now, I don't know if she'd be embarrassed. I think it's almost like a trophy. It's like, hey, look how messy my room is. How cool am I? You know what I mean? I, d- I don't get to your address. Um, let me take another call here. Hello. Hello, Georgie boy. How you doing, sir? Who's that? It's Chris from uh, East Kilbride. What you got for me, Chris? Uh, turn the breakers off from the upstairs sockets. Turn the breakers off from the upstairs sockets? Does that mean, not mean that they've no electricity? Exactly. That'll freak them out a little bit. They'll be stumbling into stuff in the dark. Well, no, it's just the sockets. The, the lights will still work. Right, OK, so there's no power in the sockets, but the lights will still work? Yep. I like that. I'm going to I'm gonna look into that, Chris. Thanks, pal. Cheers, bud. I don't know. You see, the problem is if I start messing about with the electricity, that's not going to be good. You know what I mean? I'm going to go up there with a the, the screwdriver and the wife's going, oh, you No, just turn it off the brakes. Ah! You know what I mean? That's... I don't know if that's the best of ideas. But I, I, I think I prefer changing the password. Seems a lot safer. Don't pay their mobile bill for a month. They will tow the line. Trust me, I've been there, says Vicky. Okay. Michelle says, I put everything on my son's bed that's been thrown on the floor, then tie it up in these bed sheets... Flip the mattress over and leave it. Also remove the uh, Xbox controllers from the room. And that is a winner. Um, Chloe's been in touch on the text. Uh, when I was a teenager, I was in the exact same mode as yours. So my mum decided to take a picture of my room and post it on Facebook to embarrass me. Worked a treat and I no longer have a floor drobe. 
Is that what they call a it? Floor a floor drum, I love that. Wow. Making a fool of yourself. You know that way when you think you recognise someone and you go over to chat to them. We've all done this, right? I know you're, you're going to say, oh, I've never done that. You have at some point and you're just trying to block it out. That's what it is. You go over and you speak to someone and you get into the conversation and you suddenly think, you're not the person I thought you were. I've done it before. With I, I did it with a guy I thought was in a band. And I'd interviewed him, like, on air a couple of weeks before. And I went, I'm not going to tell I'm not going to embarrass myself by telling you the name of the band. But um, I, he wasn't sure if the song was going to be a hit or not, and it went top ten. And I saw him at an award ceremony. I went up and had this conversation with him. And I realised, more or less right away, that it wasn't the guy after I'd said, I told you that song was going to be a hit! And he gave me this look, and I thought, I just had to fess up. I said, you're not who I thought you were. He went, are you George Betty off the radio? I'm like, no! <laughs> no! So you made a mistake as well! Walked away really quickly. I didn't know what to say. I was just really embarrassed. I once thought that I saw my granddad on Thornley Bank Main Street because I saw the oh. bald napper. And I thought, oh, there's my granddad. And I put it in the window and went, Granddad! It wasn't him. It's just some random old guy nah. saying, Yeah, yeah, I'm but stuck. But you know, you notice when they're, when they're you? a little bit older, they wave anyway. Yeah, they do. So you they don't do. feel like an idiot because you feel, oh, I've got away with that one, so you just wave back. No, you probably thought, you probably this guy's probably got about 20 grandkids. You're like, oh, God, there's one of them. Hi. Hello. Oh, no. <laughs> that's John. I had a, a similar incident um, just last night, actually. Myself and uh, Lauren, my 13 year old troublesome daughter, went to the supermarket. And we're walking around. And this, I don't know if I'm the only person that's uptight about this. This really gets my goat. I quite like ravioli. You know what I mean? You, right. You're familiar with the works of ravioli? I'm familiar with the works, right. yes. Ravioli, for me, is like meat wrapped in pasta. Yeah. Right? Why is it? And as I was saying this to Lauren, I said, this really gets my goat really uptight. There's about 20 types of ravioli here, and not one of them's got meat in it, so cheese and ricotta or whatever I don't know you know what I mean smoked chicken I just want beef why have you not got beef you know what I'm saying and I looked around and she wasn't there oh. she had gone off to get fruit so there was these other shoppers come on that guy's having a rant to himself and they were just kind of backing off I, think, I thought do I explain I said, sorry I, th- I was actually speaking to my 13 year old daughter who's down there or do I just leave I it? Just I just walk off. I decided it just to leave it. It even happens in clothes shops when you're with your friends and you feel a presence behind you and you think it's your friend. Yeah. So you're talking to them and then you turn around and it's just not even them. Somebody completely different. Mm. Morning. Now, tell me what you've got for me. Oh, it's a doozy. Um, my husband and I went up the fort. We were going shopping. And he went into TK Maxx and I went into somewhere else. And uh, I thought, right, I'll go and get him. I got what I was looking for. And then I went in to get him and I saw him, walked up. And I just put my head on his shoulder and grabbed his bum and I said, did you find something you've, have, you, have you found something you like, darling? And this guy turned on and it was my husband. Oh, no. And I just kind of looked at him. He looked at me and I just hightailed it right out of the shop and stood there till I saw him going out and then went back in. Have you been having an affair with a man ever since? No. Okay, just so we're clear on that. I just wanted to clear that one up. What did he, what did he say, Linda? I mean... He just turned around and smiled and went, and I went, oh, and I just went, sorry, and I just ran at the shop. Oh, I hightailed it. I was mortified. Wow, I wonder if his wife was with him going... I don't know. I don't know. I didn't even find out. You know what I mean? I don't know. Oh, really? And when when I told my husband and my daughters, they were like, oh, mum, you're shocking. The courage you could have caused for that poor man as well. I know. His, side of the, his wife isn't good. Would you believe your husband if a woman went up and squeezed his bum and started talking to him and he went, ah, I don't know who she is? You wouldn't believe him. 
Yeah, I would. <laughs> would you? All right, that's okay. Because yeah. I know my yeah. wife wouldn't believe me, Linda. That is... Well, well, it depends what she looked like. If she was gorgeous, then maybe no. Well, there's a bit of that. <laughs> Listen, that is awesome. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, Bowie, I thought my mate was in front of me and his van parked at the light, so I nudged his bumper several times like you do the high jinks between friends. Unfortunately, it wasn't him. It was some guy that was about six foot five and built like a WWE wrestler who got up, came to my window and said, What's your problem? Robert had a, a bit of a disaster in the shops. What happened, mate? Well, I was in a supermarket one day and I thought it was one a guy I knew and I went, Oh, how are you doing? He says, I fine, just looking at me. And I says, I was talking to your mum yesterday. He says, You weren't talking to my mum. I says, I was. She says, She's been dead for a year. And Bowie, I was in Brayhead with a wife for checking the football school scores blindly, following around for five minutes, till I noticed it wasn't actually her. It was some other lady who was slightly freaked out by this random man following her. Yeah, that's your excuse. I'm going to get called as a witness now for this case. Uh, let's take a call from Richard. Hello. See that uh, mistaken identity now? Yeah, man. We were in Cushion for Halloween, and uh, we were up upstairs in the VIP bit. My pal walks up, obviously, probably with his girlfriend, because she was dressed as a cat, so was this other girl. Oh. She, she turns around, and obviously, it wasn't his bird. And uh, his bird's standing across, telling him, get all of me, he got some amount of abuse. <laughs> Not you! Who's that then? Uh, what else have we got here? Georgie Boy ran over to my pal who was at the bar getting drinks, groped his backside. Turned round, it wasn't him. Some other random guy. This is not good. Uh, last weekend when I was in town, Georgie Boy with a friend, we were in the uh, toilets, uh, standing in the queue, because girls like to go to the toilets together, you might have noticed. And I was moaning about a spot in her face. I walked away to go into a cubicle. She turned around and pushed her face in a random girl, uh, pointing at the spot, saying, Look at this bad boy! Not realising it wasn't actually me. Ouch. We take one more call on this. Cases of mistaken identity. Hello! We were, me and my wee pal were out the front playing football outside my house. My mum shouted on us if, if we would gotten had a loaf of bread to the shop. Uh-huh. So we kicked, we kicked the ball up the shop. He went round the side of the shop to kick the ball off the wall. And I went in for the pan loaf. But you know how you can just hold it with a handle rather than get a carrier bag for it? Yeah. I came, I came out of the shop holding the loaf in my hand. And I see the black jacket sticking out for the corner around the side of the shop. I thought, he's going to jump out and give me a fright here. So I swung the pan loaf right round the corner and bounced it off his head. But it was the him, it was an old man with glasses. <laughs> Bowie at Breakfast, official podcast with McGee's. Baking over 2 million rolls every week. Go!